All right, we're going to make our connection with Susan Waldman, Ms. Susan Waldman, uh, and talk to her a little bit so about Mike Musina. Mike gets in, and right away on my Facebook feed, Susan pops up a message and says, Little Moosey. <laughs> That's what she calls you. <clears throat> I don't know whether she calls me Neither that. Neither Little Moosey. All right. Well, anyway, I know she's pretty fond of Mike Musina, mm-hmm. and she's fond of anybody who wears the pinstripes. Yeah, right? well, absolutely. And, I mean, let me, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Hate the organization all you want yeah. as an Oriole fan, but I will say this. When it comes to remembering their history right. in terms of what they do to honor their history with awards presentations and things of that nature, nobody, nobody, does, nobody it. does it better than the New York Yankees. All right, why don't you introduce uh, our, both our friend, but your very good friend, <laughs> well, Ms. Waldman. She is part of the Yankees radio broadcast team along with John Sterling, and she is Susan Waldman. Susan, good morning. How are you? Well, good morning, gentlemen. I am great. Everybody good down in Baltimore? Yes, yeah. we are. It's a fan fest down here in Baltimore starting up uh, about 11 o'clock. Craig and I are both going to get there in a little bit, but we got this little radio show to do. Uh, first <laughs> of all, how are you coming along? You had eye surgery. Is it, is it, is it coming along? Well, just because it's the three of us just, just listening here, yeah. I'm fine. Thank you. I had, oh. I had lens replacement surgery, um, so I wouldn't so I'd be able to see what is actually going on. All right, that sounds great, and we wish you a speedy, speedy recovery. You're, you're going your to realize you've been in the booth with Mike, I mean, with John Sterling all that time now. You know that, don't you? Uh-huh, I do indeed. <laughs> uh, your thoughts when you heard the news on uh, Mike Mussina getting in after five I, I, other I'll tries? I'll tell you, and um, I, I really loved being around Mike Mussina. I just loved everything about him. But I'll tell you, when you broadcast a game, uh, Mike Messina was so brilliant out there. What I'd loved about Moose is the first inning, he'd go out there and he'd figure out what is working for him, how to set up that knuckle curve, if it's working, where it's working, etc. And then you'd see a little that little smirk. Remember that little smirk? Mm-hmm. He would have that tiny little smirk when he got all of the pitches and he knew what was there for the day. And then you'd see him go about it and sort of carve people up more often than not. Uh, he was tremendous to watch. Every fifth day, he was so much fun because you just knew that that mind was working along with the, you know, the technical part and the physical part. But you'd see that Stanford mind going through it. And I just thought he was fun, and um, I, I, liked, I liked him a lot. Just a model of consistency throughout. I mean, you look at the... Two nineteen win seasons, three eighteen, two more seventeen, pitching the whole year or the whole career in the American League East, and sixty percent of the starts between the yard here in Baltimore Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park. Uh, you know, a lot of people question the numbers and whether he's an actual Hall of Famer. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. He is, but you know, you know, I, I've listened to that for years, and I just never understood the people that didn't think he was. Well, you know what, Craig, because I think um, anybody who just looks at stats and just looks at wins and losses and all that yada, yada, yada stuff isn't, isn't taking into account, and you just said it, and it's perfect. Where he pitched, the era he pitched in, yeah. never a whiff of steroid use with him, where he was, he faced American League East batters for his entire career at a time when people were doing things to be better better hitters. I just, I never understood that argument because, you know, if you don't take the whole thing into account, what's the point? 
I mean, you can sit here and you can go through stats and RP, you know, and, and uh, whips and wars and all that junk that they do now. But if you're not watching the game and you don't understand who he's facing and what he's doing and where he's pitching, you don't, you don't get the whole story. And, and that's the thing about Messina that I always thought he would be a Hall of Famer. And um, I was just so glad. The thing about, about him, and as you know, um, from the first time he said to you, is there a question in there? I mean, he could be a little bit of a curmudgeon. <laughs> but if you just sort of tap that little curmudgeonly shoulder, he, was, he made me laugh. He was just a riot and very, very brilliant, and you could talk yep. to him about anything. And, um, you know, everybody's got stories about Mucina, but he was, to me, I, I just loved being around him. I loved watching him pitch and his dedication to his craft and to his teammates. Um, there were many times I saw him sitting in corners with young pitchers and either reaming them out about something or um, talking about, you know, what we could do to do, do things better. He, very, he did this very, very quietly. I think unless you really looked underneath, as I know you guys did, um, you'd think that this was an entirely different person than what we got to know and who we got to know through all those nearly two decades in the American League. Well, when he turned around and he looked at me and he says, Craig, that's not a question. That kind of, <laughs> that kind of form, that kind of form a very good relationship down through the years. <laughs> it was, you know, but he was, but he was right. And some of the people that are yeah. reporting now should actually take a look at that. But everybody's got great stories about Messina, um, like that. About he would, he was always trying to get everybody um, to do their best. I think he just didn't like mediocrity, and he was telling you, Craig Heist, yeah. you can do better, right? And you have. And that's and that's kind of a great thing. I don't remember you ever making just a statement anymore and not asking a question. There was always a question mark at the end of, of every time you asked a question to anybody, and it carries on to this day, doesn't it? Yeah, we're, well, we hope so anyway. We're talking with Susan Waldman. Susan, you were not only a Yankee broadcaster. You one time were a reporter for WFAN up in New York, and you've got a reporter's mind. Take us back to when he left the Orioles how much Joe Torre wanted Mike Mussina in his rotation? Well, he wanted him, and, and I'll tell you, I've got a great thing about that, because if you look at Messina and look at the games that he pitched in big moments in the playoffs, Joe Torre thought that the best pitcher should be the number three game starter. Really? Okay. And think about that. Yeah. Or the pitcher that is not the best, the more likely to win. Because if you're up to one, if you're up to nothing, you want that third one. You don't right. want to let them in. If you're down to nothing, you want someone that you know is going to be consistent and get you back in the win column. And I've always thought about that because go back and look. It was always Messina. Always. Mm -hmm. you know, and it, that's just something that I, I've always remembered about that. You know, he was very different from the other, the other people. He knew what he was doing. He knew what worked. No, it didn't. And usually, not always, but usually you knew what you were going to get. And sometimes when you have um, guys who are throwing upper 90s, they don't know where it's going to be. If they're, if they're not on, they can't make it work. 
uh, Messina always could, and I, that's I think is the best compliment I ever had. Just go back and look at those series One, um, through all those years. I, I bet you'll find number three starter Mike Messina almost always. I'm not a incredible numbers guy, but I went back this year and I looked in the ten years he pitched for the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles had a combined winning percentage of five eleven. And Mike's winning percentage was 645. Yeah. I wonder if there's another pitcher in baseball history that has that big a disparity that was that good but would pitch so far above his team. Uh, I'd lived in Philadelphia or Atlantic City the year that Steve Carlton won 27 games for a 55-win Philly team. But mm-hmm. to do it consistently the way Mike did, it's something special. Well, here's something else, guys, is, is Messina, and I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm not a big numbers person, so I don't, I don't know. But think about Mike's games. For all those years, Mike had great winning percentages. Mike pitched to the game. He yep. pitched to the score. He didn't have to strike everybody out. He understood that a double play on two pitches is better than two strikeouts with six pitches, at least. But what he would do is pitch to what the score was. And you'd see that. So maybe his ERA was a little higher than a lot of the people who go by numbers um, would like to think. Um, but you've, you've got to watch the games. You've got to see what he did. His idea was that the team should win, W-I-N. didn't matter whether it was... 11 to 10 mm-hmm. or 2 to 1. The team was going to win and he was going to keep you in that game so that you could win. And I don't think the ERA had a had a lot to do with it because that isn't how he pitched. And a lot of great pitchers who are overlooked pitch like that. Yep. They yeah. absolutely That's where I think Jack Morris took so long. Mm-hmm. Jack Morris did that. He pitched to the score all the time. So the ERA is not what you'd think a Hall of Fame player should be, but it is. And that's something that if you don't watch the games and if you don't watch someone's career and what he did, I think that gets lost. Well, he pitched eight years for the Yankees, Susan, 123 wins with them. And I think one of the, one of the most re- remarkable games was in that series against the Red Sox where he comes in on a day where Clemens doesn't have it and yep. he winds up going three innings and keeping the Yankees right there. Mo also pitches three innings in that game before Booney hits the home run. Yeah, that that is that. See, that's Messina, and a lot of pitchers will say, um, and you know that he was very. He liked to keep. He liked to do things um, meticulously. But a lot of pitchers say, "I'll come in any time you want, as long as um, you know to to win." He really meant that. And and you know when we talk about him being a little curmudgeon, he really wasn't. There are some great little stories that, and everybody's got them. I'll tell you a great. I got to tell you a great story because I want someone to. I'd like people to know what's underneath that sort of snarl. Um, I wrote. They asked the Yankees asked me to write a little thing. Congratulations! It went out on their press releases, and um, I talked about pretty much what I was. I'm telling you about um, watching him was uh, was great, and he made me smile, and what he did. And then I said, congratulations, Moose. Please try to smile. And, but you know exactly what I'm talking about, because he always looked so um, curmudgeonly. That's the best word I can think of. But he wasn't. Years and years ago, when um, we used to give out gift certificates when you talk yep. to a player, which yep. those gay days are gone by at least 10 years, um, I had gift certificates to things like Morton's and Ruth's Chris, and I gave him one, and he said, what's that? And I said, well, that's for you. Take Jenna out to, out to eat. Right. And he said, do you have, like, Wendy's or um, McDonald's? <laughs> so I can get the 
He didn't want to go to a big place. He wanted to take the kids to McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, that's who he is. That's who that's who he is under there. He meant you know, it. He wasn't being, you know, he'd rather spend time with the family um, and at Wendy's or McDonald's or wherever than go to a big fancy restaurant. You guys were in town one day, one weekend for a series, and I walked up. This is like in May, and I walked up his final year, and I, I walked up the skybox to see Jane and the kids, and I said to Jane, I said, how you doing? She says, great. I'm going to get my husband back after this year. <laughs> and at that point, I knew that was going to be the last year. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. And I was just so glad that he got that, that 20th and he got what, yep. uh, what he had always wanted. And things always seemed to elude him. And, um, you know, I remember he was the kind of guy, after he, he missed that uh, – in Boston, when Carl Everett got that hit with two out in the ninth inning, we will never forgive him for that. But um, he wouldn't—he didn't want to come out and talk. And I remember saying, "You just pitched a great, magnificent game. Get out here and talk." And he goes, "Oh, all right." And he just was—he's that kind of, of guy. He t- took what he did very seriously. But there was a little, um, there's always a little smirk on Mike Messina's face. And um, this, this is so great. I, I'm really, really happy for him. Hey, really bef- happy for him. Before we let you go, we'd be remiss and we're bumping up against a break. But uh, uh, Mariana Rivera, first player in baseball history, 100% of the vote. Uh, your thoughts on that? And will Jeter get 100% of the vote? Um, to answer your last question first, probably not. Okay. Because there will be some little stat guy that'll bring up how his fielding is not brilliant, right. and I wouldn't. I think I'm not quite sure this is going to happen again. Mariano Rivera did something no one has ever done before: 17 years of being at the top of his game, um, and it'll. I don't think it'll ever be done again. Um, I also think the hundred percent. Um, it, where there might be a couple more, I'm not sure. But now we're at the point where everybody's ballot is public. And if you didn't vote for Mariano Rivera, you're out, your name is out there on the Internet. And that, can, that makes a different kind of, um, of ramification. Mariano Rivera was the best at what he did of all time. He is a better person. And my guess is, guys, you're not going to see that again. All right, Susan, uh, I don't know if you did yesterday, but please Google that story by his brother, the column by his brother, uh, Mark Musina. It's in the Sun Gazette, which I'm assuming is the Montoursville paper. It's it's going to make you cry. It's an incredible piece. Oh, that's great, and he's a great guy, too. Different yeah. kind of personality. Oh, them, big right? time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for joining us. All right, anytime. Us. Enjoy FanFest. All right, we'll see you down see you in soon. spring training. Sure. Bye-bye. All right, there's the great Susan Waldman. Love her.